PA's GOP congressional delegation backs a far-right lawmaker's successful bid for House Speaker. And what's next for legislation at the state capitol that wades into the culture wars in education? Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Thursday, October 26th, and this is being recorded at 9.21 a.m. And I know tonight is a big night for kids in some communities in central Pennsylvania because it is trick or treat. I'm Tim Lambert, by the way, your host on this daily trip around the region's top stories. So let's get started at the state capitol in Harrisburg. Parental consent could soon be required when a student wants to read certain books in a public school library. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports legislation targeting sexually explicit content has passed the state Senate. The national and largely Republican effort challenging content in school libraries led to two pieces of legislation in the state Senate. The first bill was introduced by Republican Senator Ryan Ament of Lancaster County. It would allow parents to control the content their own children are exposed to without impacting the student body. It would also call for school boards to identify material that includes sexual content. The second bill, introduced by Senator Doug Mastriano of Franklin County, would require districts to post information about books and materials online. Allman is steadfast in saying his bill is not a book ban. However, critics, including Democratic Senator Amanda Capaletti of Montgomery County, disagree. It is a concern for many parents that we are trying to ban books and we should not be doing that. Now, both bills passed along party lines, with the exception of Democratic Senator Lisa Boscola of Lehigh, who voted for Ament's bill. They now head to the Democratic-controlled House. The new Speaker of the U.S. House has been elected amid deep discord in the Republican Party over the last few weeks, but it appears he has the support of Pennsylvania's entire GOP delegation. My colleague Robbie Broad reports far-right Louisiana lawmaker Mike Johnson, who defended President Donald Trump during his first impeachment inquiry and sought to invalidate legitimate votes in the 2020 election, won the vote of every GOP member of Congress in the Commonwealth. All eight Pennsylvania Republican members of Congress supported Johnson, including Congressman Dan Muser, who previously hinted at a speaker run, Brian Fitzpatrick, who initially supported Jim Jordan of Ohio but eventually pulled his support, and Trump ally Scott Perry. Perry. Perry had previously supported fellow Trump allies Byron Donalds of South Carolina and Jim Jordan, posting on X that he would never support what he calls the status quo. Perry eventually endorsed Johnson for speaker, calling him a principled family man. Johnson was the fourth nominee for the position, and he received unanimous support from Republicans who had been split on previous votes for other nominees. Now, Democrats were unanimous in opposing Johnson, and as part of our 2020 election accountability policy, we'll note that Congressman Scott Perry and Dan Muser were among 126 House Republicans who supported challenging Pennsylvania's election results without any proof to support those claims. Former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson is calling the January 6th Capitol riot the greatest threat to our democracy in modern American history. Hutchinson was a guest on WITF's The Spark and told host Scott Lamar that mid-state GOP Congressman Scott Perry owes it to central Pennsylvanians to explain his knowledge of the former president's plan to stay in office despite losing the 2020 election. I would implore him to go under oath to dispute whether or not he asked for a pardon, but I think it is also important for central Pennsylvanians to know that Scott Perry was central to the planning of January 6th. 
So you might remember Perry refused a subpoena to testify before the House January 6th committee and was referred to the House Ethics Committee for sanctions, which he never received. You can check out the full interview with Hutchinson by visiting WITF.org slash The Spark. So in this week's edition of our weekly email newsletter, The Purple Buck, our own Scott Blanchard writes about what he heard at a recent News and Brews event in Lidditz, Lancaster County, and how it presented a challenge for both journalists and people who live in the region. You can read about that by going to WITF.org slash Purple Buck. And once there, you can subscribe to the newsletter that invites you to join us in the search for credible and trustworthy news. So there are about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania that I check out each morning looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that could impact you and your community. So here's what you need to know. The acting district attorney in one southwestern Pennsylvania county is working to add a specialized coordinator to oversee a rising caseload of child abuse cases. The Daily Item reports Somerset County Acting DA Molly Metzger notes 20 cases have been filed in her office over the past 20 months, ranging from neglect to assault to sexual assault and rape. Her office currently has about 25 additional active abuse cases open. Metzger is proposing the creation of the child justice coordinator position to take on a role that's similar to the county's victim witness coordinator. The Board of Commissioners indicates it wants to discuss how the position would be funded and what changes it may have on other unfilled positions. And a mid-state man has pleaded guilty to his actions related to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The Reading Eagle reports Anthony Nolf of Birdsboro, Berks County, is slated to be sentenced in January after pleading guilty to one count of civil disorder. According to prosecutors, Nolf left former President Donald Trump's rally held before the Capitol riot and then walked to the Capitol where he helped remove fencing. He later was at the Lower West Terrace Tunnel, which, as you may remember, was the scene of some of the most violent assaults on law enforcement during the attack. The 37-year-old took part in a coordinated heave-ho effort in an attempt to physically overwhelm law enforcement officers. Nolf is one of at least 93 Pennsylvanians who've been charged for their involvement in the Capitol attack to try to keep former President Donald Trump in power, even though he lost the 2020 election. That number is tied with Texas for second most in the country, behind only Florida. The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, I ask that you share it with your friends and on your social media channels. So let's get to it. What is the best song you are listening to right now? Reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know all about it. I'm at TLambert895. You can also find me on Blue Sky at that same handle or just email me. I'm at Tim underscore Lambert at WITF.org. And if you want to check out my songs of the day for the entire month of October, check out our Spotify playlist. It's the Morning Agenda Song of the Day, October 2023. And you will also find today's song of the day there. It's from Rage Against the Machine, Calm Like a Bomb. And that is going to do it for the Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Be well. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful day with temperatures in the upper 70s in central Pennsylvania. And we'll talk again tomorrow.